0: Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. The Hitting the Turnbuckle Podcast. come back! Give me a hell yeah. Welcome everybody back to the Hitting the Turnbuckle Podcast. I am your host, Adam Cousins, and today it is a condensed version of the SmackDown review, which I'm gonna absolutely call the SmackDown lowdown. Uh SmackDown happened on Friday. Uh, it was a smackdown after SummerSlam, which in my view was very predictable and disappointing. So we won't get into that on this show. But SmackDown kicked off with a revamped commentary team. We had Michael Cole, Kevin Patrick, and Corey Graves. I think that will work well going forward. Kevin Patrick seemed a little bit out of his depth trying to be a lead on Monday Night Raw. So having Michael Cole there as the teacher and the two students really, or Corey, a bit more of an experienced student than Kevin. But I think it will give Kevin Patrick a, a bit of a breath of fresh air and he'll get out of his comfort or be in his comfort zone a bit more and he'll be able to assist by leading the show. And I think it showed on SmackDown that it actually can work well uh, as a free, and obviously when Michael Cole decides to hang it up, Kevin Patrick should then be able to um, become a lead announcer. So good start with that. Um, obviously on tap for SmackDown this week, we was going to have the Tribal Chief being acknowledged by Jimmy Uso uh, after the turn of events that happened at SummerSlam, and of course we had scheduled uh, Santos Escobar versus Austin Fury for United States Championship after Santos had won the invitational tournament, albeit due to injury to Rey Mysterio. Um, SmackDown kicked off with Charlotte Flair against Oscar. Um, You know, the match was okay. I, I think that the problem that with this match in particular is we've seen it so many times over the last few weeks because obviously we had Bianca uh, involved in Charlotte and and in, in the triple threat at SummerSlam. So leading up to this match, we had seen it, quite a few times um so I think there's an element of staleness to it I do think the WWE need to refresh the women's division if they can I know some call-ups potentially are scheduled from NXT again soon I do really think they need to revamp the women's division a lot more uh, this match was fine but it's perfectly passable uh don't get me wrong but um I think because we've seen it so many times on the lead up to SummerSlam it kind of you know it was you've seen it one time, you've seen it all. Um, the match ended in the DQ, Bailey, uh, EO and Dakota uh, come out, done a beat down, more so on Charlotte than anybody else and Dakota basically announced the champion being Eo Sky as she is now the women's champion after her cash in at SummerSlam, if you didn't know. Um, so yeah, I think the women's title really or the women's picture in WWE does need a refresh and it's really weird because with not long had the draft, the draft, uh, which you kind of thought would have done all this, but it certainly didn't. Um, so it's quite, you know, it's quite disappointing that we've had to sit here and say it needs another refresh, but it does, in my opinion, anyway. Hopefully we'll get that. As I said, some call-ups are due uh from NXT. We just don't know when. Um, and you kind of predict about, I mean, especially the men call-ups, Braun Breaker's time is now to be called up. I'm not sure on the women, there is plenty of Women's talent there, but they're currently embroiled in their own field. I mean, Tiffany Stratton would have been an easy one. Um, You know, JC Jane, Gigi Dolan, who have had matches on SmackDown previously, could be a good uh, pick to go up there now. I think they're kind of ready. Their team have split, so it's kind of ready for them to make a move. There's already been an issue with Rhea Ripley in one of the talents there, so they could bring that up. And and again, it would help re-energize that division. I think he's just lacking... Uh, some star power. Maybe you agree. Maybe you don't agree. Feel free to comment uh, on the below on this video. Um, but that was the first match. It was good. And um, they sent it out to the back with Santos Escobar at this point. Now I mentioned he had a scheduled match with Austin Fury uh, planned for SmackDown for the United States Championship. Uh, they were backstage having an interview. Austin Fury attacks uh, Santos Escobar at this point and actually throws down um, a lid on Santos Escobar's leg. Uh, a production case lid uh, on, on his knee and his knee and his leg. And basically, at this point, the LWO minus Selena Vega, I'm not sure what's going on with Selena Vega. She hasn't been seen in a while and she's part of the LWO, but the LWO was there as Ray and, and the rest of the crew uh, went out to check on him as uh, Austin leaves. Then they had a really good promo from Karrion Cross ahead of his match. With AJ Styles. Um, now this feud has been going on for quite some time. Um, it, it was kind of the feud ender uh, this week, and uh, it was a really good promo from Carry and Cross uh, ahead of his match. Basically, how AJ showed him the importance of brotherhood and how a prophet is truly nothing without his disciples. Cross says we will see soon. I wonder if with this, whether Carry Cross is going to get some people in the future not now uh of the match of aj was next so we'll, we'll, we'll get on to that but it does seem as if they may be adding elements into carrion cross uh his, his character as you said some disciples may come along that could be interesting if they are from nxt who's ready could they do that i know they mentioned the creed brothers are technically left but they're still there would they fit into Carrion's? could they use the schism uh, joe gacy and people like that you've got to think about characters that could Potentially work with what Karrion Cross is doing at the minute. So that'll be an interesting thing to see as we go through the weeks and months. If if they are going with this uh, disciples of Karrion Cross, who they are and, and if they would work. So it's quite an intriguing point that he made there, and hopefully we'll we'll find about find out about that as the weeks progress. Uh, the match with AJ Styles was next, and it was okay. Again, it was okay. There was a little bit of an issue mid-match. I think AJ went for a backflip into a Scorpion death draw, which they didn't pull off. And then he went to lift him up in like a suplex and it didn't work. He dropped him. It was a little bit off. And I don't know. That that just didn't work. It didn't work very well at all at that point of the match. Um, But the rest of the match was perfectly passable. Um, The end of the match saw uh, Scarlett get involved. She'd been getting involved quite a bit during the match anyway. But Mia Yim... Or me chin whatever you want to call her was was there at ringside uh, and eventually uh drag scarlet off the rope through onto the table aj hits uh, the styles clash and then follows that up um i think with a 450. uh i think with a 450. yes yeah, Star- no, it was just a styles clash sorry my bad uh, i i think he tried to hit a 450 early one. anyway um the oc get the ringside and they have their celebration um, where do they go from here with styles and Carrion cross are two great wrestlers. The styles are different. Carrion cross has got a lot about him. He's a great promo, a great look. He's in rings, good. Maybe this disciple thing they're going for could be interesting going forward. It may help elevate him, uh, into a bit more higher stature. I, I think on, on social media, is a lot like Marmite. You either love him or you hate him, but I think it's something about him, and I really hope they progress this disciples uh, storyline a bit more and give him something to lean on. Um, AJ Styles is AJ Styles, he's, he's so good, but the OC have not again. I think someone tweeted it to Carl Anderson, he was just like, Yeah, we just made a load of money. Um, which is fair enough if that's what you want to do. I'd like to see them more in tag team action, they don't do enough. I mean. Kevin and Sammy, we know that Kevin's injured. We know we don't know if Sammy's quite injured. I think he might be main event in Raw tonight. So this is recorded on a Monday, sorry. Um, so he might be main event in Raw tonight. So that could be interesting to see with Sammy, what they do there. But I'd like to see the OC or Carl Anson and Gallows uh, get into a bit more tag team action on their own. Same with me Chin. I mean, she's a part of this group, but she's just always been a valet. She hardly ever gets involved. She got involved... Physically in this match, but she weren't technically in, in the match, if that makes sense. It was she just physically got involved on the outside. She's another one when we're talking about revamping the women's division and refreshing it. And she hasn't really had a look at and Scarlett can wrestle as well. So perhaps maybe they go down that route going forward. I'd like to see a bit more of the Mechins and Scarlets, and definitely some call cool ups from NXT because there's some people down there that I've already mentioned that are ready. Interestingly enough, I don't know if this rumor is true, but I hear that they may be talking with Mandy Rose again to get her back. So does she come back in? Does she recreate Toxic Attraction with Gigi and JC Jane? Do they go back together and go up to SmackDown? We know Toxic Attraction, Gigi and JC had, had some tag matches on SmackDown previously. Um, but do they get Mandy Rose back? We heard Nia Jax is another one they've been talking to about coming back, and she's apparently lost a lot of weight as well, which, again, fair play to her good good work for losing the waves, that's what she's wanting to do. And her coming back to the fold could help this rejuvenation of the women's division, which is which is so needed. But Cross and AJ, I don't know where it goes from here. I would like to think that they're both ready for, it's, to say the main event is difficult because of Roman, and we'll, we'll get into the bloodline stuff in a minute. Um, because of that, there is really only the IC title currently uh on SmackDown and again we'll get in oh sorry the United States Championship on SmackDown and we'll get into that in a minute so where do they go it's it's a difficult one when you've got Roman as champion because limited dates because he's not dropping anytime soon so it is a really difficult brand to be on without your champion there yeah with Raw now you've got Seth Rollins and he's not defending every week he's in a lot of tag matches but He's there and the feuds are there. He started one with Nakamura last week, which I'm really interested in seeing. But the point of it is he's there every week. He can feud with different people. And obviously you've still got the looming cash in from Priest. So there's still a lot more to go on uh, with that. So it is difficult for the men's side on SmackDown to get to that level because there is only that United States title. And then there is nothing else for him at the minute. Um, Next. Probably my favorite part, but I am biased. It was the rated R superstar. Edge comes out to a huge pop. I don't think he was advertised um, for the show. So what a surprise for the the folks over there in Calgary. Um, He gets on the mic. He basically says next week in Toronto, um, he wants a match. They're going to celebrate 25 years of Edge uh, next week, but he wants a match and he wants it with someone he's never fought in the WWE. And I didn't know this, that he's never fought this man in one-on-one competition to Sheamus. and it blew me. It blew my mind. I mean, I've been a wrestling fan for 30 years, and I kept going back so I'm sure they've had a match, but they've never had a one-on-one. Um, So Edge uh, basically uh, rolled some footage of him and Sheamus uh, doing the Celtic uh, Warrior workouts. Uh, Edge was on a bike, and it found out that when he crashed on the bike, it made him realize that if I can crash on the bike and get up, I can come back to the WWE and wrestle again. This was when he was retired. So he credits Sheamus for helping him get back into wrestling. Sheamus credits him for getting into wrestling. And they've agreed to have this match. They traded a few little, you know, friendly insults, so to speak. Uh, But next week in Toronto is Edge and Sheamus. Now, quietly, what the internet rumors have been saying, and again, we, we always say on this channel, we take everything we read With a pinch of salt, is there an element of truth to it? Possibly. You guys make your own mind up. We'll make our own mind up. But apparently, it's quietly been announced, as this could well be Edge's last match on this week's SmackDown in Toronto against Sheamus. Now, will it or won't it? Well, he did say that he wants to go out in Canada. Makes perfect sense. Sheamus, very good at, you know... Well, what well, man, a well, man to have it against someone that can really go like Seamus as well. So, will it be Edge's last match next week? We'll have to wait and see. Could it be a quiet retirement? We know he had that big celebrate celebration. We know he had that big retirement angle last time when he did retire for eight or nine years. So, is he deciding to go out quietly this time because he's already had that retirement, you know, party or speech and all that stuff. So, Watch this week's SmackDown to find out, I suppose. Um, next was LA Knight against flop dollar, or top dollar. Um, you know what? I, I don't know if the WWE know what they're doing with LA Knight at all uh, at this point. Um, he come off of the Slim Jim. He wins the Slim Jim Battle Royal. Meaningless Battle Royal by the sounds of it at SummerSlam. Probably got Slim Jim bar or whatever as, as a victory. Yeah. Um, and he goes against Top Dollar, who they've been kind of going back and forth. But I think he took on a shanté Adonis a couple of weeks ago. But again, this is the problem on SmackDown at the minute. When Roman's uh, the champion, and I'm not saying LA Knight should be at that level, but he is the hottest thing going right now in the WWE. And you're putting him in the ring against, you might as well say a jobber. And I don't mean it disrespectfully to Top Dollar, but he's a jobber. What are they doing? What is the plans for LA night? Again, the ceilings there with Roman. You can't have for, you know the rest of the men going after the United States title, it just doesn't work. Um, so this is where I think we may be going to WrestleMania 40 for this, but we're once Cody perhaps finishes the story or so or solo or whatever happens to Roman when he finally loses that title. I think it will be a big breath of fresh air to the WWE because you both shows will have their champions and they'll be on it every week and they'll be able to defend it if they need to. The feuds can be fresh and because of their pay per view schedule, you'll be able to have different names go for these titles. So it would make a lot of sense. That being said, I'm not dis- I'm not disrespecting the Bloodline storyline at all. It's been one of the best storylines it's ever been. I think it's getting a- to a bit stylish at the minute, but. It's still been great, and we'll touch on, again, what happened in the next phase of the bloodline uh, at the end of SmackDown. But um, LA Knight picks up the win in this. He's got a program with The Miz that he's starting on Raw. This is eh, this is my whole thing. Um, you start. He's on SmackDown. He was drafted to SmackDown, but he's on Raw. Uh, and I think they made the uh, point last week or the excuse last week that oh well he won the Royal Rumble so he won the Slim Jim Battle Royal so he can go where he wants. What a load of rubbish! This is where WWE insults intelligence of fans, and this is what makes the draft perfect. There's no point in having a draft if you don't assign the brand and stay on that brand. The free agency part, fine, I don't mind that actually, and it's good because it gives people like Baron Corbin, Ali, a Dana Brooke an opportunity on the NXTs to get some TV time, to get some matches. Baron Corbin's reinvented his whole new character on NXT, so I'm fine with that. But with this whole Raw and SmackDown, you're either one or the other. I don't want this LA night. It'll it'll probably be on Raw this evening when when they tape tonight uh, with another thing with The Miz. So we'll see how that uh, transpires, but I I think that's a bit... uh, Silly, to be quite honest. Um, They go to the back at this point. Uh, Escobar's getting checked out by our doctors. He says he's good to go. The doctors clear him uh, for his match with Austin Theory. So, albeit via a limp. Um, Now we go to, again, one of the most interesting pieces of SmackDown. Something that I'm really intrigued in. The Street Profits, Lashley sipping a wine, drinking a soup, admiring their work from last week when they... Um, dismantled um, Butch, uh, the Brawling Brutes, uh, and Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows. Um, And they're saying how now the sky's the limit. Smackdown is ready for new blood, so let's go run this place. Now, I'm very interested to see where this goes. Now, again, we've already spoken about Roman. We know that's a difficult thing. Lashley and the Prophets together is money. And I've been waiting. We, me and Andy spoke about this. Me and Dave have spoke about this for months. They do the turn with the street profits. They put them with Lashley. Bianca, we're not sure what what side she's gonna be on, if she's gonna be with them or not. But you've got yourself there, a group of individuals together that work. And it's gonna be great. I can't wait to see where they go with this. I'm really hoping that this also elevates Montez up again. We've already said on this show, on a load of other shows that we do, there's like the Gables, the Montez Fords that are ready. They just need the extra elevation to get to that level. This could be it. Teaming with Lashley for however long they need to do it. It could either could win the tag titles back as heels. Lashley, it's unlikely he's going to win the, the world title, but we've got the United States for now. And it's going to be a great concept. These three, I think, are going to be fantastic together. Really looking forward to see what happens with those three going forward. Now, speaking of the U.S. title, um, we go to the ring here. Uh, Santos comes out, limping his way to the ring. And Fury then comes running out before the match and injures Santos' other leg. But not the leg is already injured, the other leg. Um, basically, at this point, like uh, Austin Fury gets the mic, and Santos is too weak. Uh, they call a the referee to make the result official because basically, Adam Pierce is ready to go. Uh, Adam Pierce, Austin Fury is ready to go home. Adam Pierce is at this point with the LWO, uh, again, minus Lena Vega, checking on Escobar. Uh, who isn't now clear to go? It now he's not clear to wrestle, but he promised the fans in Calgary United uh, United States Championship match, and he's got it against Rey Mysterio, and it's coming up right now. The this is the booking thing that I'm not, you know, when you something booking happens, you think, well, what was the point in all of this? Rey Mysterio lost the match with Santos Escobar because he couldn't compete. So was he scheduled to go over with Santos? two weeks ago when he lost due to, I think it was a concussion or something like that, the dirt sheets say no. It was always planned to be a Santos Escobar win against Ray and to go on with Austin. Not only does Ray Mysterio get into the match because Santos Escobar's injured, he wins the United States Championship in a fairly decent contest. Uh, I, I will admit it was a, it was a good contest. Um, but this is the confusing bit. It was a real confusing issue, and I don't get where they're going with this. Is it going to be a, a? Are they going to push Escobar and Mysterio into a feud now? Already, the LWO, one of the biggest shirt sellers that they've got. We know WWE like their money coming in, LWO raking in big numbers like LA Knight is and Cody. Are they really going to go down that that route now? Push against Ray, and then Austin Theory, someone that's you gave him the platform at WrestleMania. You gave him the ball against Cena. They swang. He may have missed. He may have hit a half, you know, half home run. I don't know what they call a half home run in America. I'm sure someone can help me with that. But, you know, did he not hit it out of the park? And now what does he do? Because, again, he's not going to win that United States Championship straight back, you would think. Where, where, What's left for Austin Theory now? Where does he go from here? Does he, and this is an interesting point, I am talking to somebody uh, at an event, does Austin Fury go back to NXT? Now, does he do that and, and reinvent himself back down in NXT and then comes back? He's done this a couple of times. He was with Seth Rollins uh, as the, I think Seth was, was the Messiah gimmick at that point, I believe maybe, I could be wrong. But he was with Seth, he went back to NXT, reinvented himself, come back, had a great success. Is it time again for Austin just to come back onto NXT? A bit of star power. Dominic Mysterio's is there. They're doing great numbers on NXT recently. Is it time for Austin Fury to head back down to NXT? We'll see. Um, I was just confused with a booking on this. Um, but look, we'll see what happens in the weeks uh, as the weeks progress. Ray Mysterio is a United States champion. So congratulations uh, to Ray for that. Um, they run through next week at this point. Uh, The Grayson-Waller effect will feature Rey Mysterio. So we'll probably get the next part of the story at that point. Now, here we go. The last part of the show was the Bloodline segment, Roman Reigns, Jimmy Uso. uh, Well, Jimmy Uso was going to acknowledge Roman Reigns. That was the whole point of the show. That was the whole point. Uh, Basically... It took his time for Jimmy to get there. he come down from over the barrier. Oh, Roman Reigns had asked Paul Heyman, have you spoken to Jimmy? He said, no, he doesn't know where he is. I haven't spoke to him. Jimmy comes down over the barrier, dressed like he was at SummerSlam. There was some, you know, sold out chance. Reigns basically was like, yeah, I owe you one. What do you want? A yacht, a house, a car? You know, I owe you some. I owe you one for this, Jimmy. You know, what do you want? Do you want to be the new right hand man? Do you want to be main event, Jimmy Uso? Uh, and at that point, the music hit and out comes Jay Uso. Now, obviously, Jay is seething. He wants to know what happens. They face off. Jay was like, "I'm going to throw 37 years down the drain. Don't tell me why you did. what you why you did what you did at Summer Slam." And he shoves the mic into Jimmy's chest. Now, Jimmy basically said he'd done it out of love. He didn't want Jay to become the tribal chief. He didn't want Jay to become the quote, and I know we, we try not to swear on this program, but he said this, he didn't want Jay to become an arsehole like Roman Reigns. That was his words. He didn't want him to become an arsehole. And uh, a lying, egotistical, manipulative arsehole. Sorry, let me get that right. And the fans chant arsehole again. Uh, And that was the truth. And basically, that's what he said. If you don't believe him now, he never has to talk to him again. He loves Jay. Um, So if Jay wants to kick his face off, do it. Jimmy opened his arms for it, pokes his chest out, waiting to be hit. Jay paces, shakes his head, and turns his back to Jimmy. And basically, Jimmy exits the ring at that point. Uh, Reigns, at this point, is laughing. Uh, he didn't, you know, he basically just was typical J U. So you're a hothead You mess things up all the time. This isn't about Jo's brother now. No one cares about them Now you've done all this. Uh, and at that point, you gotta acknowledge him. So he wants to Roman wants Jay to acknowledge him. Jay drops him with a super kick instead. Solo started beating him down. Jay fights him back. He avoids the Samoan spike, but hits a superman punch. Reigns is now waiting in the corner for the, the spear. But he intercepts with a big super kick at this point. Uh, massive super kick on Roman. Jay at six to ring. Starts calling Jimmy back for a chat. Opens up his arms for a hug. And now it's him with a super kick. So he's now kicked Jimmy's head off uh, after the thing with Roman. So basically, Jimmy's laid out. Roman's laid out. Solo's laid out. He looks at the camera and speaks of the word out. Jay then looks at the camera and says, he's out. He's out of the bloodline. He's out of the SmackDown. He's out of the WWE. Holds the deuces up and goes out through the crowd. Uh, and goes out through the crowd, through the core course area. And that's how SmackDown ends with Jay declaring he's finished with the WWE. <laughs> now, let me just put this into context because once again, The internet, social media, especially AEW guys. Oh, he's going to debut all in. His contract is up. No. This is the storyline. Jey Uso has not left the WWE. They've moved him to the Illumi page because it's a storyline. He's not showing up at all in. We're not seeing Jey Fartou. He's all elite. Please don't insult you. Don't make yourself sound more stupid than what you're already lot. This is a well-planned story. Do you honestly think the WWE would let Jay super superkick everybody and walk out and walk straight over to AW? No. They would job him out week in, week out before he went to AW. It's not happening. So please stop getting excited. Don't insult your own intelligence and certainly don't insult proper wrestling fan's hedges. He is not going to All Elite Wrestling. The Bloodline storyline is apparently taking a break. Now, what does that mean for SmackDown? Two things: either it's going to absolutely suck, or two, it's going to be a breath of fresh air because they're leaving the Bloodline alone for a little while. We will see next week on SmackDown from Toronto. Will Edge retire? Will he beat Sheamus? The Grayson Water effect of Rey Mysterio. Nothing has been announced for the Bloodline. So we don't know if it's going to happen, if anything's going to happen, there's going to be any fallout. What's the story going to be? Apparently, it's taking a break. We will see. But guys, this has been a condensed smackdown lowdown. I have been your host, Adam Cousins. And until next time, everybody, please buckle down, stay safe. But before I go, seven o'clock UK time, hit our YouTube channel. We are making... The announcement for the Turnbuckle Championship at Ignite September the 17th, Gold Rush that match announcement is tonight at 7pm please hit our YouTube and subscribe to our YouTube to go on it, you can hit us at HTT buckle on Twitter we're hitting the Turnbuckle podcast and everywhere else on social media so now guys, until next time, buckle down, stay safe goodbye Hey, everybody, thank you for checking out the Hit in the Turnbuckle podcast. Make sure you go and check us out on all social media. Twitter, you can find us at HTT Buckle. Facebook, just search the Hit in the Turnbuckle podcast.